0: Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at face2faceonline.org or call us. You are welcome to face to face Enjoy the dynamic teaching of Passive TV Peters. You are the president of the Nation No Sandly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you want to be. First Timothy 6, let's read from verse 12, I'll read to it 17. It says, Find the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. That thou keep this commandment without spots, unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Who only had immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. Whom no man hath seen, nor can see. To whom be honour and power everlasting, Amen. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Let me keep reading. I about nineteen. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Alright. Um, it's important to recognize that there's so much in scripture that the believer cannot complain about being in lack or having any kind of shortage. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to remember um, the devotion we had this morning. We're talking about salvation. Hallelujah. And explaining that salvation is an enrichment. Are we together? That when a man gets saved, God has actually enriched him. You know... Some people think that, now, religion can impoverish a man, but salvation has enriched him. Amen. Very important. So when the scripture says, go to verse 17. It says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, not trust in uncertain riches, but they should trust in who? In the living God who giveth us richly, all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Now, he's talking about God and God's attitude towards us. His disposition towards us. That he's a God that gives us richly. Amen. Did you get that? He's a God that gives us richly. All things to enjoy. Now, let me explain something about, first of all... Number one is telling us that God is a giving God. Hallelujah! He's a giving God. Say, God is a giving God. God, is a giving God. Say, He's a giving God. He is a giving God. Now we see the attitude of God that He is a giving God. You have popular scriptures like John three sixteen, where it says, "For God so loved that He gave." That means He is a God that gives because of His love. See, if God, see, let me put it better, God cannot do otherwise, he gives. Amen. Are we together? He cannot deny himself. He is a giving God. And now, if God is a giving God, it means that he designed us to receive. Are we together? He designed you to receive. He designed... The reason why God created man was to create Where he can pour out his giving heart. Are you listening to me? Because he is a giving God. So for us, the Bible calls us vessels of mercy. What it means by calling us vessels of mercy is that we are the ones that God has decided to pour out his mercy on. There are folks that he referred to as vessels of wrath. That means that no matter what they do, what they saw was the anger of God. Are you understanding me? But for us... His disposition towards us is to pour out His grace and mercy upon us. Are we together? And the Bible talks about His grace being abundant. Amen. There is no shortage in God's grace. Amen. You see several scriptures that talk about the abundance of His grace. He also talks about the abundance of mercy. Glory to God. You are looking at me somewhere. Let me show you the scriptures. Amen. Romans 5.17. Let's look at Romans 5.17. You will go to 1 Peter 1.3. Amen. Romans 5.17. It says, for if by one man's offence death rain by one, much more they which receive what? ever say abundance. Abundance Abundance of what? Grace. That means God has more grace than you can receive. Are we together? Tell your neighbor, say God has more grace than I have the capacity to receive. So it talks about abundance of grace. Don't forget He's a giving God. He's a giving God. Now, but the Bible says that He has abundance of grace. Go back to... um, First Peter 1, um, give me verse 3. Now, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His what? Abundant mercy. Everybody say abundant mercy. So listen, what I'm saying is that God has abundance of grace and abundance of mercy. Glory to God. That means there's no shortage in His mercy. There's no shortage in His grace. Hallelujah. He's a giving God. He's a giving God. He's a giving God. Go back to my mid-scripture. Now, we read, who gives us? Then he said, he's not just a giving God. He's a God that gives richly. Amen. That's the second point. He's a God that gives richly. Now let me explain something to you. There are people that give. But they give poorly. Amen. Oh, I remember in my first year in school. You know... I, went, I found a place to eat. You know, some of my classmates will travel far to go and eat, especially in the evening. When, when we're having classes, there's somewhere we used to eat. But maybe we'll come back to the hostel and maybe we want to eat in the evening. I just look for a nearby place to eat. So I've tried this place, I've tried that place. So that, I finally thought I'd found a place to eat because I went there and I heard the woman speaking um, my language. You understand? Know? Ah, oh, you're speaking, you know? I said, okay, I'm from a social place. And she was like, so we connected that day. And I felt that, you know, it will help the food. Are you understanding me? So I'll go there in the evening to eat and um, pay for my food. But every day I went, especially the stew, the stew got smaller. So the one that broke the camel's back, was one day I went, I think it was white rice and stew I, I, I ordered for, and then that, so I sat down, and now, naturally, I'm not someone that uses a lot of stew. So if I say the stew isn't enough, it's not enough. Are you understanding me? So, it's just like I was eating rice that is stew rubbed it. Are you understanding me? So, I sat down and I said, let me, maybe I've not asked, that's why. So I walked back and I said, um, "The stew is not enough, you know. Um, can you put a little more?" She dipped the spoon in the stew pot and touched the rice. Right, this way again. So I saw that it was not in her to give richly. Are you understanding me? It was not in her to give richly. In her heart is giving, but well, it's not richly. But our giving God, He gives what. Richly. Amen. That means that he wants to give and ensure that after giving, you don't need again. Amen. Am I communicating? Well, um, I've tried not to think that way. But I remember when we were students my own situation might not have been like some other people you know i had a friend he was from delta state and he used to go home you know and come back and then when he goes home i can't remember how much the transport was now but you can imagine after traveling and arriving the mother would give him something like 300 naira. that's the transport he paid is much more than that and say you be god picking <laughs> God will take care of you. And he will come back. And I still wonder, now, is the parent not thinking about how is he eating? How is he paying his school fees? How is he, are you understanding me? Are you not thinking about all of that? Alright? Maybe as I'm talking now, let's enter husband and wife. I have a lecturer that has given me, in those days, uh, I don't remember how much he gave me. Was it 200? I can't remember. 100 or 200? There's an assignment we're supposed to submit, and we're supposed to buy his book or something like that. So by the time I brought the assignment, he said the assignment was late. He said, but um, he can take the assignment. I she first dropped it on this table, but he has not taken it into his office, something like that. He said, um, "You go, you do something for me." So what was that? He brought her, I think, it was 100 naira note. He brought her 100 he So please go and buy something for me. I didn't feel anything. The lecturer sending me an error, so I took the money. I was like, "What should I buy?" He said, "Listing, banana, garden egg, brown nuts, one bottle of coke." <laughs> He gave me 100 naira, but what he listed was almost 700 naira. Are you getting the picture? There are some married men that give their wife feeding money like that. Are you understanding me? Just weekly feeding money. That's it. Make sure there's chicken inside that thing. Make sure there's. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means that the person is not thinking about how are you understanding me? But God does not give us that way. Amen. God is concerned about how it will turn out. Amen. So who giveth us richly means that He makes sufficient provision. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Adequate provision. Not less. So, when some of you hear God is your father, I preached for some time. And I discovered that God is your father is not such an interesting thing for some people. Because what they had as father is different from God the father. Amen. Are we together? So, for them, father is the one that counsels least. So, it's a father again. Ah, (laughs) So when you bring your list for school and submit, you bring out his pen, adjust his glasses. You first cancel the total. And then, so the core things of your heart are the ones you'll be going to. No. No. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the picture they have of a father. The one that never gives you the complete thing you want. Are you understanding me? Mean? He will never say, there's never a time maybe they will say, Oh, everything on that list. Yes. It should be like, even the father will feel like he's committing a sin. For him to approve a list without removing something. Am I communicating? The former president of Nigeria, um, Chief Elyushikon He was his 80th birthday last year, two years ago. And then um, they called up different people to speak. And he called up his son that is in the army, uh, in the corner. And he talked about how he thought his father was evil. Was a wicked man. Because there is no list you will bring that he will not cut down to size. And so they started talking about how they survived. But all the list of the sisters that's their sisters, his daughters, Ambassador's daughters, he doesn't cancel their list. You know? So what they said him was that they transfer some of their things to the list of the sisters. And then when he provides they collect it from the sister. So when Obasan came off stage, he said his son said that he thought he was a wicked man, that he was discussing with his own children that is, of us just grandchildren that were born by him, that they think worse of him. <laughs> Glory to God. But listen, God is not a father that is cancelling your list. He is the one that gives us richly. Everybody say, he gives richly. First, lift your and say, God is a giving, giving God. And then secondly, he gives richly. Now, let me explain something to you. Your perspective of God will determine what to expect from Him. Are we together? Your perspective of God will determine what to expect from Him. If you have somebody that you feel or perceive to be evil or wicked, you know what to expect from Him. You don't expect good from Him. Am I communicating? <coughs> Excuse me. If you have someone that is wicked, you don't expect good from Him. You expect what you think that he is. Am I communicating? We had a senior student. When were you? Secondary school. He was the picture of evil. Picture of evil. I used to think he was very tall. But now that we are older, I discovered that he was not as tall as I thought. You understand that? That would have been how short I was at that time. You understand that? I used to think he was very tall. We, We perceived him as a giant. I think he was taller than age mates. And big and oh if some of my classmates, classmate, sorry, are hearing this now if I mention the name they'll know who I'm talking about. He used to beat his own classmates. That's when he's punishing the hostel. Everybody kneeled down, including his classmates. He's not a prefect. <laughs> <laughs> including his classmates. Uh, <laughs> including his classmates. So what kind of when he's angry he will lift the bunk, double bunk, up and hit it on the floor. Our heart will be beating. <laughs> <laughs> now I sometimes I sit and think, how old were those boys there So they were sixteen then, fifteen. Are your enemies? They're rising. <laughs> Praise God, glory to God. So because he was perceived as evil all we expect from him is evil so one time I was not feeling well so I was in the dispensary not planning to recover because that was a better place to be especially towards weekends we have inspections you know on Saturday so if you are in the dispensary you are not going to walk so your fever has to be very high Friday until Saturday to ensure that you're not, you know, Body house was interesting. I loved it, you know. So, um, so I returned from my trip to the dispensary, you know, and then as I got into the hostel, they said his pair of trousers got missing, and that he had flogged the whole. I said, thank God I was not, <laughs> I was not around. Do you understand? And his trousers are different from every other. Um, person's own. He doesn't use the regular um, fabric that the school uses. His, his is a thick, different kind of trouser. Everybody knows the trouser. So, I was so happy. But when I came in, he was sleeping on my bed. It was, it was an afternoon, it was a Sunday afternoon or so. He was lying on my bed. I think I should complete the story tomorrow. <laughs> He was sleeping on my bed you know so i walked in first the confusion he was sleeping on my bed you understand that and my box was just on a, a locker you know so i wanted to just take something out and leave again so i opened my box quietly so he's not going to wake up because it was my bed as i opened my box i saw his trouser in my box that's the type you just announce your obituary just announce <laughs> with gratitude to God for a life first <laughs> I don't think I've ever shared this you know I'm saying that if someone is wicked all you expect are you understanding me if he's perceived to be wicked what you expect from the person is wickedness and uh, as I saw it, I closed the box back. <laughs> then he woke up and started laughing. Now, that means many things. How did he get into my box? That's another thing. <laughs> so, but that was how we feared that guy. Are you understanding? I mean, people change from being bothered to this today because of him. But our God, Amen, must be perceived as a good God. He must be perceived as a giving God. He must be perceived as a God that gives richly. Not just that He gives, but He gives what? Richly. So God is not giving and thinking of how it's running out. Are you understanding me? How, where he's collecting it from is finishing. Praise God. God's riches are inexhaustible. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say they are inexhaustible. Say, my God is a giving God. And he gives richly. The third part of this is that he's not just giving richly to punish you. He's giving it richly for you to enjoy what He's giving to you. Amen. Are you with me? He wants you to enjoy what He's giving to you. Someone can give you something and not want you to enjoy it. But He's giving richly and He wants you to enjoy what He has given. This month, enjoy all that He has given. That means that God wants you to enjoy salvation. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Because He gave you salvation. He wants you to enjoy the Holy Spirit. He gave you the Holy Spirit. He wants you to enjoy divine health. And every other thing He has given, He wants you to enjoy it. Do you know God gave you 2018? Am I communicating? I said, do you know he gave you 2018? Yeah. So do you think he doesn't want you to enjoy it? No. He wants you to enjoy 2018. He does not want you to endure 2018. He wants you to enjoy it. It is in God's nature to enjoy what he created. That's why in creation, he said, after he did this, he was, and, and the Lord saw that it was good. Amen. Amen. And the Lord saw that it was good. So, whatever He has made available to you, He wants you to enjoy it. So this year, 2018, you must enjoy the year. And especially this month of March. You must enjoy the month of March. March. Now, I want to pick out something else here. He was talking to a specific group of people. He said, them that are rich in this world, two things. One, he said they shouldn't be high-minded. The second thing is that they should not trust in what he called uncertain riches. That means that Any wealth that you can touch with your hand is uncertain. Hallelujah. I want to read it to you in another translation. Let's look at the um, Amplified Version. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be proud and what? Arrogant and contemptuous of others. Not to set their hopes on uncertain riches. Is the high-minded I, I want you to see. Proud, arrogant, having contempt for others. That's what he meant by high-minded. High you know, let me explain something to you. In Christ Jesus, we should have what we call Christ's confidence. Is even for self-confidence. I will say Christ confidence. Say again Christ confidence. Is confidence. even from what self-confidence. Have I seen you before? Remind me, your face looking familiar. Yeah, where did I know you? You've not come for a long time. Who invited the church? Okay, Friday is your name. Okay, how long have you been coming to church? Okay, all right. So, high minded, all right, high minded. So, you have some people that have self confidence instead of having. Christ confidence. Are we together? Now, self confidence. I understand the language, but I understand the context in which I'm speaking. Some self confidence can be can make someone have what we call superiority complex, where everybody around you is an ant. Or, you just feel you are better than everybody. If there is anything to be better than, be better than what you were yesterday. Amen? Are you listening to me? Just be better than what you were yesterday. And the reason why some people are that way is because they have allowed Their hearts to be corrupted by worldly riches. Amen. Did you hear me? If you see the narrative, maybe we should read from verse 10, you will understand where this is coming from. Go, go up please. King James, please. Look at what he said. He said, "For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows." That means that that crave, that love for money, has affected them negatively. So it changes even how you treat people. You know, really, what bleeds my heart. Is when you see someone that was not even born in wealth and then doesn't still treat people right. The guy was broke until he got to when he was 35, then suddenly he had money. And then he, he, he's treating people like, Are you excited me? They are high minded. Don't be high minded. Let me tell your neighbor, don't be high minded. There are some young people you begin to wonder what is even, what is what is the thing? And you say what? What? You know, um, I grew up in church and around church people, and uh, I've seen in, in the church I grew up in uh, established people that. They're serving God. Are you understanding me? Oh, this one is a commissioner or a former commissioner or this one is a this, this one is a that, this one is a that. And you see them with their Bible going for evangelism. Praise God. They will come for a Bible study, come for prayer, meeting. So it's so bother me when you see a young guy that just started business. They just paid him six thousand eight hundred. Amen. And there's always one kind of figure. He's never had something, just one some kind of figure like that. He said, you know, these days I'm very busy, you know. I'm very busy these days, you understand. I, mean? I don't have time. <laughs> Praise God. You don't have time again. You have become high-minded. Praise God. You become high-minded. Some of them, sometimes, I'm not talking about brothers. There are some sisters too. They have learned how to do eye shadow. Suddenly now they are the... It's true. Before you learned how to do the eyeshadow, you were humble. Since they taught eye eyeshadow, you have become high minded. <laughs> Glory to God. Am I communicating? They don't be high minded. You know, maybe I just did the eyeshadow. You just discovered that I am beautiful now. Who said I'm not beautiful? <laughs> so, is your beauty now a problem? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be high-minded. Let's read the scripture. Jeremiah 9, 23. Jeremiah 9, 23. Let's read together. I want to go. Thus saith the Lord, <laughs> Let not the wise man Glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. And let not the beautiful lady glory in her beauty. Added by me. Okay, he again told a story about a lady. I think you could find that in... Um, Triumphant Church, his book, that lost her mind. And she used to be a pastor's wife, you know. So, what was, so he was telling the story about how, what happened to her. She was serving God, you know, and all that. And you know, you have some people like that. And then one day, she had a thought. You are too beautiful for this man. (laughs) Maybe some of you have heard that kind of thought before. (laughs) And that was it. The first time she ignored it. The second time, she checked whether it's true. Before long, she said, she said, having issues with her husband, long story short, she lost her mind. So it was when he was ministering to her, and addressing the demons that have got into her life. And now, her spirit was still saved, but she had lost her mind. And he talked about the process God showed him that got her to that point. His high-mindedness. Praise God. When nobody can talk to them anymore. Don't ever be in a place where nobody can talk to you. Let me tell you neighbor, never be in a place... Where nobody can talk to you. Amen. Maybe you just got a promotion somewhere. Or something happened. You know, um, I I, I was correcting a young lady one time. That got married. And she got married. And expected that since she is now married. Everybody must bow. So I now asked her, were you bowing for people that were married before you got married? Are you understanding me? Before you got married, people were married. Were you bowing for them? No. So what makes your own marriage different? Am I communicating? Is high-mindedness. high minded there are people that might have achieved things that you just achieved this year. Maybe they achieved it five years ago. But they are still saying, Amen. Serving the Lord. Sane. There are people that are even living that way all the time. But you had a one shot at that thing that someone does every day. And you've forgotten yourself? Praise the Lord. Lift your right hand, say in the, in the name of Jesus, it is not in my nature to be high-minded." Now let me tell you one secret. There are ways that you deal there's some people that have those tendencies. Are we together? They have those tendencies. They have those tendencies. In, um, I keep talking about secondary school today. In secondary school, we saw what we call FFF. Some of you know what I'm talking about. We to sing a song, you know. Recently, I, I, someone reminded me of the song, you know, and I remember the song Friend for food, That uh, they wait for you. Something like that. Friend for food. They are your friends when things are good. Amen. And when things are bad, they are not around anymore. Are we together? No, you're not that way. You're not that way. Maybe you are looking for something, then you are loyal. Then when you get what you are looking for, you are no more loyal. Am I communicating? You think you are strategic. That's not strategy, that's foolishness. Because sometimes you'll be so shocked how you will need those people again. Am I communicating? It just happens that way. I don't know. It just happens that way. It just happens that way. When you go somewhere, you just meet someone you didn't expect to be the person that will be calling the shots. Are we together? So, I said I'll share a secret with you. How, if you have such tendencies, learn to serve. Amen. Learn to serve. Serve people. Glory to God. It will keep you. Serve people. And some people don't know how to serve people. They don't know how to serve people. Because they are always looking forward to someone serving them. Don't be high minded. Don't be high minded. Any time you arrive at a level and you behave like you have become God. It means you are saying you don't want more. Amen. Amen. That's what you are saying. You are saying you don't want more. You say you don't want more. And there's more. Praise God. There's more. If you're here and people have helped you in any way or the other and you didn't treat them right, you owe them an apology. Amen. You should you do it. You do. And don't do it again. Everybody has someone that God used move them to a particular level in life. Am I communicating? Yeah. So never be high-minded. Never be high-minded. I was... And let me address some of you ladies now that have house helps. Amen. Are you hearing me? You have a help at home. Don't treat them like lesser animals. Sometimes sometimes you hear. Now if you hear it, that a juju priest, the wife of a juju priest, did it to somebody, you won't won't be bothered. But when you hear a tongue-talking, spirit-filled, supposedly demon-chasing, Christian lady, did that to another person, you begin to wonder. That they had eggs at home and they don't give eggs to the house elves. House elves are not supposed to eat egg. What scripture says that? If someone has come to live in your home, they should partake of everything that that home offers. You owe that person that. Are you listening to me? Listen. God is concerned about how we treat people. Never forget that. Never forget that. It says, be not overcome of evil. Don't say they are bad people. No. he says you overcome evil with good. I saw in the news the other day where a house was burnt with fire. Because her boss or uh, madam was angry with her. Why? Amen. Instead of killing the child, send the child back. Praise God. Alright? Madams and future madams. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Don't treat anybody like that. Don't forget. Some of those former houseboys and girls are now governors of river state and go- presidents. Yes, they were all former houseboys. boys. just served his uncle like a houseboy. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You don't know what they're going to turn out to be. And God gave you the privilege of allowing them pass through your life so that you can add something. Amen. On their journey through life. Some people don't see it that way. So don't be high minded. You see somebody is a security person. Or someone just doing one menial job. You just step over them. If you want to fight somebody. Fight a big man. Are you listening to me? Someone that is powerless. He cannot do you anything. He cannot do you anything. You see, you, you see, He's just wearing pants. You collected it. Tapping will say, be no high, high minded. Amen. Be no high minded. Be no high minded. Are we together? Then it says, not trust in uncertain riches. Now, money is important. But your faith should not be in money. A woman met Pastor Chris I claim, years ago. She was so wealthy, and she, had, she lost her husband. She said, Pastor, if I had known, I would have come to you. Money failed. said, money failed. Say so if it's money, we had the money. See, we had a former president. Um, we've had two heads of state die in office, right? Apart from Kuz. Uh, the Yaradua died. He was ill. You think if they had to shut down Niger Delta to treat him, they would not have shut it down? You think money was the problem? If they had to buy human beings, they would have bought. We might never hear the story. But if you had the opportunity to maybe hear how much money they spent to sustain him. But money failed. Are we together? Money failed. Which treatment? Which doctor? Is it uh, the one that Sister Obama flying in? Who will pay? Mix it with the one that treats Queen Elizabeth. Join the one that treats Gaddafi. Bring all of them together. Let <laughs> them be coming with their injections. Carry the injections and come. Are you listening to me? Money failed. They did everything within their power. So don't trust in money. The reason why now you are raising your chest now is that you have 220,000 in your account. See, one bank policy can make you that all you will remain is what you are wearing on your body. I'm telling you. It happened in this country. I don't remember the bank now. Um, what's that? Um, no, not even Savannah. After Savannah time. All states. Ebitimi Banigo. Yeah, it has happened several times. Just one story, one story, one story. One government policy, just one. they will recalibrate your financial level to zero, 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 zero. zero. (laughs) Listen, let me say this to you that will make you understand. There is no amount of wealth that a human can gather that he cannot lose. There are many former wealthy men, former wealthy men. Their children are not wealthy. Where's the money? People have lost billions. Former billionaires now broke in dollars. Is it the 920,000 you kept? That can't be lost. Are you listening to me? Never put your trust in money. Your trust must be in God. Hallelujah. Not in money. Lift your both hands and say, God is my everything. God is my everything. Say it a second time. God is, my God is my everything. Glory to God. Stop using God like a means to an end. God is your everything. I had an uncle. He has passed on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to crack a cracky joke. When we were growing up, my mom was very meticulous. You now I'm even surprised at the things that she's not even worried about. Very meticulous. We don't drink water from the tap. We don't this one. We don't do that one. What? No. Did you wash it well? Did you do this one well? This one. No. They sanitize this one. They will sanitize that one. So my uncle used to say, if your mother was God, this world would not have sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Are we together? At <laughs> the time they had this bowl... Sanitised where all the cutlery was inside. Is from there you pick it out. Then I went to boarding school and saw raw water. <laughs> <laughs> are we together? No matter how careful you are, you can't keep everything intact. No. You have to trust God. Not to trust God. For example, uh, let me. I've just digressed, and then I'm end, ending. Some people are living in fear. They think they are careful. Did you hear me? They are living in fear. They think they are careful. If your child runs this way, you don't want to follow them. There is no further. It's fear, and when you are in fear you will attract what you fear am i communicating you will attract that thing that you fear no matter how careful you are there are certain things you cannot control So, allow the one that neither sleeps nor slumbers to take care of those things. Hallelujah. During the Second World War, a woman, they were somewhere in Germany, they were bombing, bombing, shelling from above, you know, planes were dropping bombs, and the lady was just sleeping. So, the poor and said, Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? How can you be sleeping? He said, "Me, I sleep, I slumber. I've allowed the one that neither sleeps nor slumbers to take care. No matter where I don't know where they are going to bomb next. I am tired. Let me sleep. Let's rise to our feet. I want you to cast your cares on the Lord this this evening. I want you to just cast your cares on Him, recognizing that He is a giving God." He gives richly and He's giving you the things to enjoy. Just take a minute or two and cast your cares on Him. Your financial cares, your, your personal cares, family cares, career. Just cast them on Him. In this month of March, cast your cares on Him. The reason why some of you have not even enjoyed what God has given you is that you are so concerned and worried about other things. Cast it in a way that you are not taking it again. Cast it on Him. It means that you lay it down. I say, Lord, I hand this matter over to you. I can't make it happen how I want it to happen. I am not omnipresent. I am not omnipotent. So I hand it over to you. I'm not omniscient. I'm not all-knowing. So I hand it over to you. Lord, fix it yourself. Take charge by yourself. thank you thank you for listening to this message if you have been blessed you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234863613560 you are big blessed and loaded the, message of around the world by the power of